Chris isn't here. Oh no! Oh no! What a man! This is a real throw brat. Throw throw brat. Throw brat. Whoa! You you throwing brats out here? Yeah, boy. Yeah, that's dangerous. Yeah. Haven't had a haven't had a duo episode in a while. I think the last one that we did was uh, it was you and Chris doing the Mandalorian. Oh yeah, when we snuck out of our our uh, our like frozen chambers to to record something. Yeah, I started getting that text like, "Hey, here's the uh, file of me and Chris talking about Mandalorian." I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> You're like, "Cool, think, I'll just upload this." Yeah, I think I knew it was going to happen. I was like, I didn't expect it to like. Oh, that was. <laughs> it's tight. You're like, damn, my, my security was breached? <laughs> yeah, basically. But uh, Chris is off planning more wedding stuff, I guess. So Yeah. Yeah, we'll see him around eventually. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we're going to see him real soon. Oh, yeah, dog. Man, it's been a, it's been a very hectic couple weeks for your boy. I've been uh, out of the country uh, investigating war crimes. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's what I've been up to. So I've been There kinda, you go. Yeah. You know what? You know what's surprising? Uh, I've actually been like mostly in like I haven't been. It's not like I'm behind. I've been able to kind of like keep up with like what's been going on in the pop cultural world just because my international data plan came in clutch. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So um, it was like I wasn't in the cave for two weeks, but it was like, yeah, it was like, oh wow, I can still get service. I can still get like. DMs from the group chat. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> I still know what's going on. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, fudge. But uh, yeah, I was uh, once I when I realized like, ah, oh, damn, Creed Three is gonna come out when I'm still out of the country. I was like, well, I guess I'm gonna have a very eventful time once I'm back in the country, yeah. <laughs> which which I was. Listen to the new Twice album, watched Creed Three, and then uh, started. Ishin like a dragon, so this is a very eventful, eventful. This is like my birthday came early this year. <laughs> Man, I was it's... I was so bummed when like my copy of Ishin arrived like three days before I was gonna leave for the Philippines, and I was like, I can't, I can't start this now. Because <laughs> like, all of a sudden you're not gonna go on your trip anymore. <laughs> yeah, say like, sorry, guys. I missed my flight because playing like a dragon Asian. oh man uh yeah i will say though the uh i don't know if it's i don't know if this is how other flights are because i don't really be flying like that but the the movie selection on uh philippine airlines is immaculate <laughs> like for... i mean i've been flying philippine airlines in hella long so i don't know <laughs> dude dude i was just going through the list i was like this did I was like, did we put this list together? <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> uh, so some of the... I actually made a list of some of these movie choices because it was, it was truly, like, on brand <laughs> for us. Um, so you could watch uh, 21 and 22 Jump Street. Uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. <laughs> Thor, Love and Thunder. Lord. Um... Uh, Everything, everywhere, all at once, which I can't imagine is like a worse 
movie to see for the first time on an airplane. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's such a horrible first movie to watch on it. You you like watch it on the plane, you fall asleep halfway through, and then you come out <laughs> the other side of it like I don't get what the all the all the hype is. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, was I got by this dude trying to get to the toilet. So. Yeah. <laughs> you you miss all of the nuance because um someone didn't turn their reading light off yeah you're freaking you yeah you missed like a very emotional scene because the freaking captain had to like give a warning about some turbulence yeah <laughs> he was like whoops sorry uh, about that yeah you can watch uh, sonic the hedgehog one and two <laughs> and then uh of course uh creed one and two were flight for uh were uh choices to watch on the plane so I was like, Hell wow, yeah. this is incredible. No, you know what was funny is the dude next to me on the flight to the Philippines, he watched, uh, I saw him watch uh, Thor Love and Thunder. And uh-huh. I just saw him, I saw him get to the end. And then uh, once the credits start rolling, he just immediately turned the movie off and went to sleep. <laughs> I was like, damn, he didn't even stick around for the post credits scene. He's like, man, I've seen enough. <laughs> Oh, I was like, fuck. That's so, I was like, damn, man, that's rough. Sorry you had to watch that for the first time on, on a flight. <laughs> man, I'm sorry you had to watch that. Oh, fuck. So <laughs> that's funny. where I'm going. Yeah. Well, yeah, shout-outs. Shout-outs Philippine Airlines. Man, I feel like flight, um, in-flight entertainment has definitely gotten so much better compared to when we were, like, younger. Oh, for sure, dude. Because I remember um, the last time I flew internationally was, like, back in 2019, right? Okay. And, yeah, the movie selection was amazing. It was, like, Japan Air or something, like, Air Nihon or whatever, whatever, like, their bigger (laughs) thing is. And I remember, like, they had, like, every single MCU movie (laughs) for whatever reason (laughs) Um, in multiple languages, right? So, like, my curious ass was, like... Oh, I want to watch it. I want to hear what the Japanese dub sounds like, and it's like all a bunch of like anime voice actors and stuff Hell that yeah. you would recognize. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Watch some stuff that I've been meaning to watch but never seen be- seen before. Yeah, I watched um, Master Z for the first time on that flight. Oh, the uh, the It Man. Movie. Yeah, yeah, the oh, spinoff yeah. of Batista. That shit ruled, dude. <laughs> it's so good. Oh fuck. Also, I didn't even know this was a thing, but there's a Tokyo Revengers like live action movie. I was like, I didn't even know this existed. <laughs> oh yeah, I I watched that. Um, I want to say it's about like a year old now. Okay. And then I remember I first found out about it just randomly. I was like, oh, this this looks kind of fun. And then whenever like the fan subs and stuff came out after the Blu-ray dropped, I was like, I I need to watch this. Hell yeah, it's pretty good. Nice. There's a couple uh common writer actors in there they're a little more grown up now compared to when i watched them like years ago i'm like wow nice (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah of course for your boy uh what i ended up doing on my flight my flight back was fucked up because the headphones they gave us they didn't they didn't work with the tvs we had so i couldn't like watch anything what (laughs) yeah i don't know i don't know what the fuck what's the point (laughs) yeah i was like what are we doing here oh you know what else was uh I didn't get. I, I hella forgot that uh, I watched this movie. But another choice on uh, the plane was uh, Elvis, and I watched Elvis with my brothers uh, like a couple weeks ago, 
and forgot about it. But man, that movie is absurd. <laughs> holy shit, that movie's weird. Nah. Uh, Isn't that hella long too? Yeah, it's hella long. I was like, holy shit. But um man, Tom Hanks is just this like this like fat asshole. <laughs> it was incredible. And I, uh, I didn't the, I didn't the Colonel. Yeah, the Colonel, yeah. But yeah, I did not come out of that movie just like thinking Elvis was fucking cool. <laughs> I was just like I don't think you're supposed to. Yeah, I don't know. It, it felt like they were trying to like spin it like that. Well, uh, like, I don't know, man. I'm pretty sure like Elvis is just kind of a weirdo all yeah. around, right? So <laughs> yeah, oh, I feel like it doesn't matter how hard you try; it'll probably be yeah, it's it's really hard. It's hard to like erase a lot of the like implications of like Elvis being kind of a weirdo, no matter how like positively you try and portray him. But yeah. And like, why was there a Doja Cat song in there? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because if you listen to the Doja Cat song, she's kind of just like talking shit about Elvis in his own movie. <laughs> it's great. It's honestly so good. This, my brother just locked in. He heard me talking about Elvis, and now he's giving his feedback about Elvis. <laughs> why was there a Doja Cat song in that movie? <laughs> <laughs> they paid her a lot of money and she talked shit about him in his own movie. <laughs> let me see if I can. Hold on. Let me see if I can uh, do a three way call on this bitch. Alright. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> just gonna. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just doing it live. Yeah, boy. This sounds jacked up. Oh, I hear myself. Yeah. <laughs> Look, what? I'm, I'm gonna say it for a third time. They paid her a lot of money and Doja Cat just talked shit about Elvis in his own movie. <laughs> So good. Oh shit! I don't know anything else about that movie other than Doja Cat has a song in it that I really like. Uh, Tom Hanks has a fucking dramatic ass line. It's like he's he's what? <laughs> <laughs> um, they they fucking did his weird microphone like blowjob thing for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah, probably historically accurate. They were doing they were doing that to microphones in the. <laughs> what was it? The fifties? The I don't. There's no. Like, have you seen that clip? That he he did it for real. Like that's actually a thing that he did, a, like a couple of times. Yeah. It's uh, the one thing. It's he so wild with on his own. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah it's, it's so wild because I remember it. I saw that clip just like out of context like years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And then I saw the clip from the movie. I was like, I can't believe they actually did this. <laughs> Like, so I'm convinced that they made this movie specifically so that they could adapt that, like, one clip of him, like, losing his life or whatever and towards the end of his life. I think my, uh, I think this was my line, and one of my favorite scenes was when, uh, when, when, Mar- when the news of Martin Luther King Jr.'s assassination oh, no! happened. And, and then, uh, I guess Elvis's friend, I mean, Elvis's friend or whatever, was like, "We need somebody to speak about the atrocities that are happening in America." <laughs> and then he turns to Elvis. He does this look on his face, like, "I can't be the voice of." I was like, "No, you can't. <laughs> you really cannot." This is so awesome. I was like, "Yes, this is exactly how it went down. This is who we need to talk." About the civil rights movement. <laughs> they had a stand-up. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
Yeah, they, they totally, gl- they tried to gloss over the fact that there was like a 10 year age gap between uh, Elvis and his wife. But the, yeah, it was it was still there that he totally met his wife when she was still fourteen years old. So that was, oh shit! I, I I just because of the movie, like the filmmaking, like it's so bombastic and like egregious. Like there was no attempt to like show any really bad sides of Elvis. Like, yeah. Elvis was just like this because he was a victim of Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it implied. Yeah. yeah. Like, 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 he went, like, the black people that he stole the music from were totally fine with it. And, like, the the, the children that like, he oh, my bad. dated were totally fine with it. But yeah. he's like this. He turned to addiction and all this stuff is because... <laughs> Tom Hanks made an itemized list of everything that he owed, which was like one million nineteen sixty dollars. <laughs> yeah. Like imagine yeah. uh doing that for inflation shit. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's rough. Yeah. So, great yeah. film. Yeah, great film. <laughs> Alright. Later, Steven. <laughs> that was totally unplanned Elvis conversation. Yeah, I remember um Around the time that my birthday hit last last year, like this past summer, um, we came back from a trip, and then we we came back like kind of in the afternoonish, right? And I was like, "Oh, do you want to watch uh, Elvis later tonight? Right? Let's just like go home, get settled, and then we can go, right?" Uh-huh. And then I go home, and I was like, "Huh, I'm feeling good." And then I like took a COVID test. I was like, "Oh, I have COVID." <laughs> Like, hey, we can't watch Elvis anymore. I just tested positive. You should probably, like, hang out in your room and isolate for a little bit, too. Yeah. Damn, that was a a bullet dodged, man. So, I think... One of those trade-offs. Yeah, I think COVID saved me from having to watch this fucking movie. (laughs) That's a fun... uh, We call... (laughs) Actually, let me call my brother back. Let me see if it's a would-you-rather situation. (laughs) <laughs> no, nothing but the best out here so uh oh, no. so jer missed out on the opportunity to watch elvis with a friend basically okay because he uh tested positive got covid, COVID. <laughs> oh okay so my question like, for I, you is my symptoms started in showing the same room with no mask <laughs> <laughs> sorry what's the question i was like would you rather Watch Elvis again or catch COVID again? Oh. <laughs> okay, there's a lot of... Fa- okay. <laughs> I don't the, think... The consideration. Elvis- yeah, I don't think Elvis is a good movie. I think it is actually a bad movie. <laughs> um, That's not what you said like two minutes ago. Oh, no, 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 I, can't no, I was this. joking. I, I can't think- believe it. I- You've been lying to me this whole time. <laughs> this is a terrible <laughs> film. Um... But would I watch it again with, like, people who may have not have seen it before? Absolutely. <laughs> I want to color the the legacy of Elvis <laughs> with this horrible movie and laughing at it, you know? Um, I would watch it again, like, with new people. If I was... Okay, but if I was in, my, <laughs> in a room by myself and I had to choose between catching COVID and watching Elvis... Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm self-isolating. Either way. <laughs> You're like, I wouldn't be caught dead watching Elvis by myself. Oh, man. 
<laughs> what a fucking yeah. But that was uh, not what we were originally going to talk about. That was a fun. That was the. That was a crazy ass tangent. But uh, and that's the episode. Yeah, that's Bye, guys. Episode. Yeah, it's gonna end with me just singing. Uh, fuck, what do you sing? Freaking uh, that last his last song ever or whatever. Oh, oh nice. my life, my darling. <laughs> <laughs> I only want your touch. I was like, holy shit, this guy's dying. But... <laughs> oh, shit. He's built up. <laughs> just shit and opioids just building up in his body. <laughs> Fuck. Man, were you ever seeing, like, all of the, the weird thing about, like, Austin Butler being like, this is my natural accent? And everyone's like, no, it's not. No. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way any other human being would talk like this. <laughs> oh, shit. But, yeah, I did not watch Elvis on the flight over to the Philippines. I did watch, uh, I watched, uh, Creed 1 and Creed 2. <laughs> so. Oh, was, yeah. Yeah. My, Exponentially uh, better movies, I'm sure. sure dude. dude, no, it was funny because, like, the on the flight over there, I was, like, really just kind of, like, trying to like just emotionally process the fact that like oh shit i'm gonna be in the philippines again for the first time in like nine years uh you know I'm that's gonna crazy the, yeah i'm gonna be on this like i'm on this like uh this trip that then we're gonna be like documenting all of these like all of these like crazy things that are gonna be that have been happening in like the past few years uh you know like how it's like how am i gonna like help the rest of my group process this how am i gonna process this how are we gonna be safe and all this other shit and then my first thought was like you know what i'm gonna watch my favorite movie of all time (laughs) (laughs) just just to hype myself up and yeah and boy did it work (laughs) you know just just as an aside was the last time you went was that like around the time that i first met you yes yes oh <laughs> that's crazy. That goes by quick. Yeah, dude. Like, uh, yeah, because yeah, that's right. Because after I got back, that was like the first like inner sanctum meeting, and then that was like when we first fucking met. <laughs> that was that summer. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, damn, that puts a lot of things in the time is crazy. But yeah. um, yeah, that was uh. Yeah, I think uh, I talked about it. Like, Creed 1 is, like, my note. Up until, like, Everything Everywhere All at Once happened, it was, like, up until then is, like, my favorite movie of all time. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I've, like, cited it as, like, my inspiration for a lot of my life, <laughs> I think. Uh, if you look at, um, if you, uh, yeah, it helped me get through a lot of college, um, especially... Yeah, I think uh, I took my last. Was it, damn, it was my my last finals. The whole time I was studying for them, I was it was the uh, the Creed training montage music in my ear <laughs> because man. And then uh, if you look at uh, my uh, for a uh, Phil grad, if you look at like my um, if you look at like my little the little bio they had me write, I opened it up. I, I opened it up with one punch at a time, one step at a time, one round at a time. So that's how much that Creed One had an impact on my life. <laughs> Man, I I love Creed. I I basically have the same effect because like growing growing up, um, I've I've always loved the Rocky movies. Yeah. Um, 
the one that I up until the first screen had come out, the one that I was constantly carrying with me was Rocky Balboa from 2006. Hell yeah. Um, and so that was always just like a constant in my life. And then it, it also helped that I. I like boxing since high school, and so I, I've always just kind of carried this whole like boxing is a metaphor for life type of thing <laughs> with me, like forever, yeah. you know. And so anytime, like I, I love boxing films. They're, I feel like they're they're pretty like hit or miss sometimes, but I always feel like the the core of it is always going to be good in my eyes. Right. Um, unless the Southpaw. Southpaw was just fucking weird. Uh, uh, I <laughs> Yeah, except unless you're a Southpaw. Um, fucking, is that, that's Jake and Gyllenhaal. Jake right? Gyllenhaal, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that was, that was fucking weird. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, I, I have always just, like, loved the philosophy of Rocky, right? Um, the idea that even if you don't win, it, it really is still just up to you to kind of do your thing and then still have that feeling of success. Right. That... That it's it's so prevalent throughout the whole series, right? And then, granted, like <laughs> once you get past the second one, it, it gets like super, like cheesy and machismo, and that's like a whole different kind of amazing <laughs> in its oh, own right. Oh, bro, yes, you know. But yeah, no, like at at its core, it's always like such feel good type stuff. Even when tragedy hits in these movies, it it always gets followed up by something like very feel good, and I, pff, these movies are so good. Yeah. I Except for five. <laughs> five is nuts. <laughs> five is so funny because it's like effectively just been scrubbed from existence. Yeah. I'll like see. if you if you see any of like the, the box the box set collections, it's always like one, two, three, four, Rocky Balboa. Oh uh, fuck. It's <laughs> and then anytime yeah. they do montages from all of the movies, five is always absent. Like no one gives a <laughs> no, shit. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh Oh man, but um, it's just funny that in Balboa they basically retconned Rocky Five's like is a uh, his Rocky Five CTE. <laughs> yeah, like, it was like, oh, actually, you don't have brain damage from fighting fucking steroid monster Drago, so that's pretty cool. Like, oh yeah, you're fine. <laughs> your your fighting style of blocking with your face actually has no effect on anything. Yeah, so tight. Also, you're 60 years old. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> oh man, so good. But uh, yeah, I still wanted. I don't know if Chris ever got around to watching the Rocky movies, but I would. I still wanted to like do like some something. I still want. If anything, I was like, I, I want you to experience the Rocky series, whether we make a podcast out of it or not, because <laughs> it's incredible. Oh, it's life changing. Yeah. And oh man. But yeah, Creed one. Uh, no, it was funny. There was like a you know like the the uh, the training montage in Creed one where uh, you know he's like running to Rocky's house and then there was like hella of the the dirt bikes and the ATVs around him. Yeah, and then Meek Mill is playing. <laughs> and Meek Mill is playing. It's like after I watched that and then I touched down in the Philippines and then we were driving to like our first venue. I saw a bunch of like a bunch of like kids in like motorbikes just speed past us. I was like, "Hell yeah." This Man, you sh- you should have run alongside them. Oh shit. I would have been some real solidarity right there. That would have been fucking cool. <laughs> Man. But uh yeah, as uh, Shay Serrano put it, Creed 1 is 
the perfect movie. <laughs> it is. It's true. See it from beginning to end. <laughs> Incredible. It'll shout out to Ryan Coogler. Yeah. No, it was funny for a while. Uh like a lot of my friends that I was around during this time probably were just like, Man, Jordan d- really likes Creed one the Creed movie. And then I'd watch it with them, I was like Oh, I get why you like this movie so much. <laughs> I was like, yes. So fucking tight. Oh, shit. Uh, let's see. If there's anything else I can t- we can talk about Creed 1. Right? Um, I, mean, yeah, I mean, we can talk about Creed 1. We can talk about Creed 1. Yeah, but we, we, we yeah. need to get to this main event, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> As before we set it up, uh, yeah, Creed. We, oh, man, we also watched Creed 2 together. That's right. Did we we watched Creed oh, one together. We? we watched Creed two together. I remember I like yeah, yeah. Why do I not remember this? Anywho, did yeah. we watch Creed two? Was it the the dude going up and down the aisles with like the garbage the Target bags? Uh, I don't think so. Ah, whatever. I remember we watched it. Maybe it was your second I, time. I, it wasn't I did watch it a couple of times. Okay, so. maybe it was my first time. It was probably your second time. Okay, because my first time was was like the dude who who kept like responding to the movie and like talking <laughs> out loud to it, and then he would like walk up and down the stairs in the aisles. He had like Target bags and shit that was swinging around. I, I've told this story on the podcast like around the time that the second movie came out. Oh, shit. But I'm I'm never gonna forget it because it's always. <laughs> Anytime I think about my movie going experience or Creed 2, <laughs> it's that funny. dude. Just he's just so hype. He's just like in his own little training montage. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of annoying, but in hindsight it's like really funny to That's talk about. So awesome. So uh, fucking stupid. Fuck. <laughs> but he's like, put a baby in her. <laughs> you know, Rocky is like, it's your time now. I was like, That's right, it's been his time. <laughs> Hell yeah! I was like, man, shut the fuck up, bro. Uh, that's so <laughs> God damn it! Yeah. <laughs> but my favorite, I think my takeaway from Creed Two was uh, just how scary Drago Junior was. Dude, they could uh, yeah. not have casted Drago Junior better. Man, I fucking love Florian. Dude, he's so he fucking rules. <laughs> like... It's so funny too, just like just how nice he is <laughs> when you watch like the interviews and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, man. Well, I'm sure we'll get into it, but I I think the most unrealistic thing about Creed three to me is that how was he not already the reigning champion after <laughs> after Adonis retired like, yeah. after all those years? Yeah. Oh fuck. Like granted, I'm sure like to put it in wrestling terms, they're trying to, they're gonna protect him a little bit before like the inevitable spinoff happens. Oh definitely. But I was like, that's the most unrealistic thing to me that Drago is not already the champion yeah oh shit <laughs> but uh yeah i like yeah it's i think uh i mean i wasn't sure where to fit this but like creed 2 really follows a lot of the story beats that rocky 4 follows <laughs> i didn't really yeah. i didn't realize like how closely it kind of follows it until i watched oh yeah on the plane back i had a i had rocky 4 on my phone so i watched rocky 4 <laughs> the uh, the the uh, Rocky versus Drago edition, so I was like, um, yeah, it fo- really follows the story beats of uh of uh Rocky Four a lot, where you know um the first fight, uh Creed gets his fucking ass beat, doesn't die fortunately, 
but he gets <laughs> he gets his ass beat pretty thoroughly trying to use basically Apollo Creed's style against this monster. And then once he uses once he like basically turns himself once he like adapts the more like Rocky style of without actually like blocking with his face, then he was able to uh, he was able to have more success. So I was like, oh shit, this is basically uh basically Rocky Four except Creed doesn't die. <laughs> that's that's yeah. I think yeah, I think also the notion of like um when Donnie took the fight the first time, just everyone was really against the idea. It was just like this is a bad idea. His coach is like, this is a terrible idea. Rocky is like, this is a terrible idea. <laughs> and then he still wants to do it. But and then yeah, he ends up getting his ass kicked. And then the second time around, uh similar it follows like the similar trajectory of uh Rocky taking the fight where even though, you know, his Adrian's super like isn't for it um she kind of like understands in her own way that you know he needs he feels this need to like sort of take this fight whether it be to like avenge apollo or like for his own like sense of closure his own like sense of guilt or um yeah it's kind of similar where like when donnie takes the fight the second time this time all of like his friends and family are like more supportive of his choice and like how like oh he needs to like sort of overcome this this like failure that he feels versus like trying to like do it out of some sort of like weird machismo um so yeah it follows this yeah and i think it has like the same amount of training montage as rocky 4 which hell yeah training Man, montage nothing is has day. as much training <laughs> montage as rocky 4 no that's not even close <laughs> yeah. rocky 4 is like 15 percent no, montage training, training montage i would say yes right in terms of just montage in general nothing touches rocky dude <laughs> rocky 4 is insane That's rocky good, yeah. 4 has like five full-length songs as scenes <laughs> yeah. dude the amount of mon the amount of just like montage in rocky 4 is incredible because the uh, the sequence where he's driving the the thunderbird um, There's no easy yeah, way out. The full song is playing, and it's cut with no. It was cut with um, just clips, not just from the previous movies. It was also cut with clips from what happened in the movie earlier. <laughs> Where it's clips of the Drago versus Creed fight that just happened. <laughs> Fuck, that was incredible. Listen, man, Rocky Four was anime before Michael B. Jordan got a hold of it. <laughs> yeah, holy shit, it was tight. That was incredible. Did you watch the uh, the Rocky versus Drago cut? Uh, no, I I haven't had the chance to watch it. I remember when it was in theaters. Was that twenty twenty one or or twenty twenty two? I think it's twenty. It was like it was like Thanksgiving ish time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I I didn't get to watch it because I had other stuff going on, and it was like a really limited run. It was like a. I know they run, put it. Like... Yeah, I think I know they put it on streaming, but I just haven't had the chance to to actually watch it. Yet. Okay. Yeah. I just know it's more um, stuff, and I'm just like, yeah, I'll get to it eventually. I hope. <laughs> Yeah, it was. It's like the same. The runtime is about the same um, as Rocky Four, but the way that it was edited together, and then the clips that they use, um, I think it makes it a better 
lead into the Creed movies because um, the way yeah I, I remember that's how it was marketed or like that's how that's how Sly kept talking about it as um when they were preparing or yeah when they were preparing it to to go out is that it just feels more cohesive with um what they're doing now yeah so in, yeah instead of like the uh, the scene where like Rocky has like a talking robot butler or whatever it's like it's just uh, it's a, a lot of scenes of um a lot of scenes of basically leading I think lead, I mean I think after the uh Creed versus Drago fight it's pretty much a similar movie but mm-hmm. leading up to it, it there's these like really like heartfelt conversations between like Rocky and Drago or not Rocky and Drago Rocky and Creed sorry but um <laughs> but uh yeah basically just uh kind of exploring I think in the original Rocky 4 they really played up that like Apollo wants to take this fight as like this like weird for this like weird sense of like patriotism um, <laughs> the, the james brown entrance uh <laughs> yeah so that i think they like highlighted that more but um and it was kind of just more more like uh indirectly implied that like creed still has this pro or it was kind of touched upon in one of the scenes but you know there was like a there was like this sense that creed wanted to like go out like a fighter that was like the underlying scene but the way that rocky versus the Rocky versus Drago cut really explored it more. It really kind of fleshed it out and made it more canon, I suppose, versus just right. more like subtly implied. Where, uh, yeah, Creed is still stubborn in his ways. He still he doesn't want to change. You know, he's been retired for five years and he still wants to chase after this like sense of glory that comes with fighting. The the like his sense of like how he feels like his sense of his identity as a person, like, his sense of usefulness comes from, like, what he does in the ring. I mean, there's, like, a really good line. like, oh, yeah, when, uh, it's, like, when you're in that ring, like, everything matters. Like, but once you're out of there, like, like, nothing, like, you're nobody. Or, like, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that really kind of just highlights, like, uh, Apollo's mentality, like, leading into the fight. Um, and, of course, because he is Apollo Creed, he also fucking dresses like Uncle Sam and has a whole James Brown dance sequence. Yeah. Which is one of the fucking coolest things ever. That's like the most patriotic I've ever... The most patriotic I've ever felt is any time I watch that scene in that movie. (laughs) (coughs) It it always did feel to me when when the second Creed came out that it, it always felt to me like he wanted to kind of redo in a way not not so much because four was bad um but it's i felt like there were a bunch of ideas that he would have wanted to do and then the opportunity to do creed 2 was kind of just like his natural way because because he wrote to himself right right and so it, it always just makes sense in my head that aside from the very obvious connections of four and two that it, it makes sense to, that all the themes really carry over um it's especially just because it's so funny how Sly didn't want anything to do with Creed until like Ryan Coogler convinced him, and then it almost like relit his like, I'm gonna redo four and make it even better for the modern day. Yeah. 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 That's, so. that's pretty. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. So it it is pretty funny, and then like I'm sure the timing couldn't have even be better that he was like able to recut it, um, fucking twenty years later. 
right? And with hindsight and with this other, you know, parallel series going on. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I'm like always for just like just just let it be as it is. But then, I I guess in some cases like this one, obviously I haven't watched it yet, but I think there is value in being able to like kind of redig, um, stuff that was never in the original, but like also incorporate it in more of a way than just like a deleted scenes bonus feature or whatever that you could call it from twenty years down the line. Yeah, like it's it's crazy to think like I think um. I forgot that Creed or uh, Rocky Four hap- like it came out in like 1983, I think. And so and the so the Cold War was super still a thing. <laughs> it was like everybody could change. Yeah, I was like, damn, that's crazy that it came out during an actual during actual. No, it came out 1985. Okay, so yeah, the Cold War was definitely still a fucking thing. Mm-hmm. So you know, think uh, the fact that. Yeah, probably the U.S. government wanted to use it for, uh, for yeah, for state propaganda. That's why like a lot of the a lot of this the narrative choices changed. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think uh, yeah, the uh, the Drago versus the Rocky versus Drago cut, incredible. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! But I think uh, we've set the table enough. Now we can talk about. Uh, we can talk about uh, Creed three. I like just watched. You forgot what movie? Like, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. I watched. I watched it. Yeah, I watched it uh, yesterday. Um, and it, yeah, it was just still while it's still fresh in my mind. I will say one thing right off the bat. Uh, two thousand two. Uh, my two thousand two Adonis Creed has a Naruto Shippuden poster. Yeah, which is <laughs> bullshit. I was like, hey. Like, like Michael B, what the fuck? Yeah, bro. I Come get on. It. <laughs> you could have fact checked it a little better. You, you should know better, fucking Naruto calling ass. Yeah, yeah, dude. I was like, dude, Naruto. <laughs> that was the first thing that I was like, I can't wait to talk about this <laughs> to someone. <laughs> I was like, no one will understand. I need to get this out there. I was like, wait a minute, is that a Shippuden poster? <laughs> It's like you motherfucker. motherfucker. Like that's cool. I love that. But also, come on. Yeah, bro. Come on, dude. If you had, yeah, I was like, I feel like Naruto chapter one had just come out in two thousand two. Like, the anime in Jap- and Japanese. Yeah, yeah. like because like, because we didn't get it stateside until like two thousand six, two thousand five. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, yeah. So th- this kid would not have known what Naruto was. Fuck, like he should have yes. fucking just had Goku or something. Like, oh man. This is like the most uh, nothing nitpick ever, yeah. but I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Oh shit, but uh, yeah, he had a, he had like he had little gunplay toys. He had the fucking like loop in the third. Yeah, loop. I think it was a loop in the third poster too. Yeah. So yeah. shout out to every everything else is fine. It really was just the Naruto <laughs> that I was like, come on, come on. <laughs> Fuck. That just took me out for a second. Yeah, that was awesome. Oh uh, shit. Uh. <laughs> you motherfucker <laughs> god it's so awesome i'm glad we both picked that i was like we both picked up on that <laughs> dude it in my case it might as well have had a spotlight on it yeah <laughs> i was all laughing to myself i was like oh man that's so cool but also wait a minute yeah. <laughs> uh it's like movie sins or something know, right that was that was sin number one for sure cinema <laughs> sins yeah <laughs> but, yeah, it was uh 
But oh yeah, shout out to Kaylani for also being in that movie. Ooh, I, I didn't oh, know she was big Kaylani cameo. Pop. Yeah, I I didn't know that she was on the soundtrack. And then when she popped, I was like, wait a minute. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit, that's awesome. Yeah, but yeah, the the movie opens up uh, with Donnie now uh, fighting um, his old rival uh, Ricky Conlon. <laughs> Just shout Tony out, boy. hell yeah! Shout out Tony Ballou is <laughs> coming back out. Um, I think like there's like this big. Uh, I think the big, the big theme of Creed Three is like this. Uh, really, how just like is like this notion of time of like. I mean, I think in Creed One, like uh, Rocky kind of touches on it, where like you know time beats everybody. But yeah. I think it's really hammered home with Creed Three, where like. Oh yeah, he was able to meet. He was able to be. There's people that are like doubting his win over uh, Conlin because oh, Conlin's a lot older now. Uh, there's people that have doubts about when Creed eventually does make his comeback. Like oh, you're a lot older now. Uh, throughout the movie, uh, Dame like he's just like I'm. I don't have any time to lose because like yeah. I lost. I lost the prime of my life in prison, so now I need to become a world champion now. So there's just like this, it's like a big like. So just um, yeah, the passage of time and just how important that is is really just sort of hammered home throughout the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, then yeah, this is like kind of uh, this yeah, this movie's kind of also like bittersweet, bitter because like yeah, this is the first Creed movie without the presence of Rocky, but I don't think this necessarily needed his presence. Yeah, uh, yeah, because it was very much a Creed movie, and there was like, mm-hmm. yeah, and it was very much like focus on like, uh, the story of like Adonis Creed versus the story of like Rocky's legacy, sort of. Um, yeah, I I will say, um, are we doing spoilers on this? We are doing spoilers on yeah, this, sure, right? Let's do it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I I will say the. If we were to ignore all of the the logistics and like the the backstage politics of the movie, mm-hmm. um, there is one scene like that I feel like y- y- I do think you're right that we didn't really need Rocky in this movie per se. But I do think that after Marianne dies, oh. if all we got was like a phone call or something, yeah. Even if even if Sly didn't like voice anything or whatever, even just like a nod that he like called. Yeah. I think would have really elevated it. Um Unless he's fucking dead, right? But like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But like because we literally do not know, right? Yeah. They just they just don't say he's anything. Got Steve out. Rogers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like that's the only time where okay. I felt yeah, like yeah. if if Rocky were to have some sort of presence in the film, that I think that would have elevated it a lot. Just because, like, of how solid their relationship is. Yeah, yeah. You know? That it almost, like, you can definitely imply that I'm sure something happened off screen, just, like, within the headcanon or whatever. But, yeah, I don't know. I think that was the only time where I was, like, you, I kind of missed him really quick. Yeah. Um, ju- Just for his, like, just for Creed's own, like, Adonis' own little, like, mor- moral compass or just, like, just to kind of get him back a little bit because... Uh, I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but I feel like once Marianne passes, the movie kind of just, like, kicks into, like, 
overdrive and like speed runs its way to the end yeah that's <laughs> all of a sudden like, there's not really a whole lot of room to breathe it's like his mom dies he like decides maybe i should talk about my feelings all right i'm gonna take this fight <laughs> and go then go. we get like two scenes it's the training montage the final fight happens and then it's done you know? yeah 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 <laughs> oh man yeah that's that was that was like a weird pacing thing <laughs> like... yeah uh, th- this movie to me um, definitely feels like a lot of things were taken out in the third act. Yeah, like it, it, it almost feels incomplete to me in some ways. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I will say right off the bat that this one is probably my least favorite of the trilogy. But like when your bar is like the first two Creed movies, I guess it's kind of hard. Okay. Right. Uh, I will say that like, this is a fantastic directorial debut for Michael B. Jordan. I think like the performances that he got out of everyone was really good. And then like all of the, all of the story beats, you know, (laughs) pound for pound, like they, they all like work, you know, really well. It really is just like in post and editing and like all that stuff. I'm sure some stuff happened on a logistical level that made them have to like cut it cut a bunch of stuff um but yeah no i i will i do think that this is probably my my least favorite by like a decent margin i feel like sometimes i wake up and i can't decide whether i like the first one or the second movie better um but i think i can for sure say that this one is not isn't my favorite but that by no means is calling this a bad movie you know yeah it's just like when your bar is literal perfection yeah like yeah yeah okay (laughs) yeah yeah i mean where where does this stand for you um i like it i think um for me it's between i mean i think creed one is still my favorite um just because of the profound lasting impact that it has it had in my life Mm -hmm. but um i i go between three and two for that like that two spot Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think for me, like, yeah, I think once I realize, once, um, once I, once I kind of, once I, <laughs> once I watched the Rocky Four Drago cut again, uh, that was, uh, when I kind of like, oh, this is base, this is like what Creed 2 is as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think like maybe in 25 years when they do the, uh, the Creed 3 cut, <laughs> the, yeah. then, uh, then they'll add in like all the bonus stuff but um, yeah yeah and, yeah I think when we get like the 20 minutes of shit that doesn't exist for some reason for sure yeah <laughs> but um yeah i think uh yeah i think it's i think it's similar to you where like mm. yeah but like, i think creed 3 creed 2 are kind of like closer neck and neck for me mm. um i will yeah I will say that also uh, Creed three follows a lot of the uh, the story beats of Rocky three. Right, also yeah, felt yeah, that way too. But <laughs> no, definitely, yeah. I was like, oh, this is also kind of Rocky three. <laughs> it's, it's kind of Rocky three in reverse almost, um, because like his whole thing about losing the oh Rocky three was also Hulk Hogan. Yeah, that was also, yeah. yeah and Not so like that, that yeah. yeah so that that's kind of like the circus like promoter type of stuff that we're getting in in creed 3 yeah um but yeah in a lot of ways it's almost like the the reverse of it just because um with with the third creed there there's also kind of this idea of like becoming your own person just like when rocky kind of has to figure that out too right yeah but it, it's like it's kind of hard to explain just because there's a lot of stuff that 
um, Rocky experiences with like losing Mickey and like having to like rediscover um, his like the eye of the tiger, right? <laughs> yeah. With Dame, kind of, kind of having to like come crashing back into Adonis's <clears throat> life. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's almost the reverse of like, oh, I'm getting this thing back that I hadn't had in years, and it's almost like damn this isn't good for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know? i was like oh no i got this thing back this is ruining my life <laughs> yeah and then my my also my favorite narrative choice for this movie too is that it, it it's very much like a it's almost like a twisted version of the original rocky yeah right? yeah yeah where it's like the underdog kind of thing but then you start to realize like damn dude this underdog's kind of a dick um, <laughs> yeah and is like instead of being like super like gracious about these opportunities is like acting as if like these are like were his to begin with you know which which i feel like is a really fun juxtaposition of when adonis first pitches the fight to um man i I don't know his character's name fucking jose benavidez yeah um when he first pitches the fight to him and he's like i mean people are gonna watch it because people wanted to see rocky balboa and underdog succeed right right and so like not only do they make like that direct thing but just like by really letting it expand and breathe throughout that first half of the movie like really just shows how like the same concept could just be like twisted in a way that's like a little darker compared to the original and i just think it's so fun because when you think of feel-good movies rocky one is always like at the top of the list yeah right. so so them kind of juxtaposing that idea with um angry jonathan majors <laughs> yeah it's, it's pretty good it's pretty fun yeah i like that too were, um yeah and i think uh i yeah jo- like jonathan majors as dame is like a very different like sort of cerebral villain than like kang the conqueror you mm-hmm. know or like um you know the way that uh way that like dame sort of talks and sort of handles himself he's kind of more yeah he's a lot more like awkward or he's a lot more he hasn't doesn't have like the same like uh yeah he's been because he's been in jail for like 18 years he doesn't have like that same sort of like that like the way that he kind of talks is like very much like not um he's it's it's uh yeah he's like um yeah, he's kind of awkward, but he knows the the thing that he does know how to do is sort of he knows how to push all of Donnie's buttons. Yeah, you know, like, I think he's like a he like the way he like sort of operates is that in the ring he's like yeah even as in as in the ring he's sort of like learning how to just uh, fight whatever his name is. Fucking, <laughs> like his nickname was El Guerrero. <laughs> Hell yeah, 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 but um. <laughs> Yeah, he knows how he like sort of like um studies his opponents and really knows how to like break them down and make them make mistakes. And then that kind of just shines through in the way that he sort of is also trying to push Donnie to sort of take this fight is <laughs> because he knows he knows all of like Donnie's like insecurities and even like leading up to uh trying to like weasel his way into a uh, a championship fight. Mm-hmm. was very much like uh yeah he knows the way he knows that oh this is a thing that he's been trying to hide this like dark past that he has 
and you know she still feels guilty about like leaving Dame in jail then he's like he's gonna use that against him and yeah he's gonna like twist this underdog story to fit his own narrative um and to get what he wants He's gonna fucking punch a homeboy in the shoulder until it dislocates. I was like, oh, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh uh, shit. But yeah, I think uh, yeah, but but yeah, even like um, going back to the sort of uh, going back to the Rocky Three metaphor, he was very much like that Clubber Lang equivalent, where you know when Clubber, uh, you know, he's just this fucking rough this rough brawler that's just buzzsawing through all of his opponents. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah, he, the way that he was able to instigate Rocky is the way he's able to instigate Rocky was by like pushing all of his buttons. And even though he didn't have that same sort of like sense of familiarity that Dame and Donnie have that he was, yeah, he was able to just like get his way into a world championship fight (laughs) by doing that. (laughs) <laughs> by, uh, by doing conspiracies <laughs> yeah dude yeah and freaking breaking fucking drago jr's arm <laughs> like his his freaking gang buddy <laughs> i was like what the fuck dude that's such a that's so funny i remember I, yeah i remember like that scene at the diner he like uh donnie saw um dame's like notebook it's like, oh, you have, like, a job now? It's like, oh, no, these are my plans. I just, like, what is written in that notebook? It's like, step one, be, be friends with Donnie again. Step two, break Drago Jr.'s arm at this Kehlani concert. <laughs> like, step three, world championship? Like, is this the plan? What was in that notebook? Hey, man, he, he's had a lot of time to plan this out. You don't know how concrete it was. <laughs> yeah. He's like, eight years to figure this out. I'm yeah. sure it was foolproof. <laughs> oh, for sure. And it was. Whatever plan it was to get a world championship tight, it was. It worked out. Yeah, I mean, it worked out perfectly. <clears throat> yeah. uh, you, you know the, the biggest thing that, like, really confused me about um, after Dave wins the title and all of a sudden he just, like, has all, like, all this stuff, right? Like, <laughs> It's like the money just like, just like, fucking just came out of nowhere, out of the ether, just because he has the championship. Now. Yeah, the direct deposit hit me. He, he yeah, came the fucking man. It was so tight. Like I, I kind of love how just instantaneous it was. Yeah, the night he like won, he's like throwing this beach bonfire party. He suddenly has fancy clothes. And yeah, like a he has a bodyguard with a gun. It's fucking tight. Yeah, like I'm sure the implication is these are all like, like old prison buddies that have been out or whatever. Yeah. But it's just so funny how like we have no idea who the fuck is in his corner, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right? And and then like all of a sudden he's got like an entourage. Um, he has like a girlfriend or something <laughs> that he was hanging out with and like watching first take with at night for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that don't know, the first take is a morning show. So, <laughs> so, so seeing him just like in the middle of the night watching and calling in live so tight. was just like, this is so funny. Like, it's kind of one of those things that it's like, so it doesn't matter at all to the movie, but it's like, it, it's like you, you get to just enjoy things a little bit differently if you're in, really into like the culture like that. Yeah. Um, like, one of my favorite things was always how 
um they always incorporated the the boxing documentaries like the the 24 oh, 7 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like hbo like rest in peace hbo boxing i like you so much better than showtime yeah. um but, but when they were doing like the showtime stuff in the movie i was just like yeah this feels great like this looks <laughs> exactly how it would be presented to it's so fun there's so much like loving care being put into this like they really just like sneak so many like sports people into into these films it's, just, it's so fun like it really just makes it feel extra alive <laughs> yeah oh fuck but <laughs> oh man i think uh oh shit should we get into uh all right <laughs> i don't know i was trying, trying, trying to think of stuff that you know what I oh, I, I've got a million was, things. Oh, yeah, you just tell me. You just lead the way. Yeah, I wish there was more. Uh, I wish there was more Wood Harris in this movie. <laughs> yeah, the trailers really made it seem like he would have. He would have been basically like the Rocky sort of equivalent. Yeah. I was like, oh man, he's so he's so fucking good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he killed it with what he had. But I, I will say, most of his role in this movie is just like. Like, it's I don't know about this. It's a terrible idea. <laughs> this is a bad idea. I told you this was a bad idea. <laughs> Which I think is, like, traditionally, like, his role in, like, all of the movies. Where yeah. Where like, I'm not gonna train you, Creed. I don't want to do that. <laughs> it's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna have Andre Ward kick your ass. <laughs> and, and Creed 2, don't fight Drago. This is a bad idea. Fuck, you want to do this? I guess I'll train you now. <laughs> Creed 3, hey, don't believe your friend. Just because he was your friend doesn't mean he's your friend now. <laughs> That's his whole role. It's just, <laughs> it's just warning about mistakes that are going to happen. Yeah. But, yeah, I wish there was more because he's he's just so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked how... Obviously, like, time and the passage of time is a very big part of this movie, but I think... One of the the other big themes is also kind of this idea of moving on, mm. right? Because there there's always there's also this whole thing about how he couldn't, you know, once Dame came back, he couldn't like let it go, right? And he never wanted to address it ever again. So he never actually got to move on from all of that because he just kept it up inside. And then you know we see throughout the the events of the movie just how much that's hurting him and his family. Yeah. Right. And then you get into um, Tessa Thompson's character about she she's constantly kind of in this whole thing because now she doesn't hear well anymore, so she can't perform anymore. And so there's always this whole thing, especially her interactions with Dame, where he's always like, like, oh, do you do you ever miss it? Right, and that's yeah. always like that's always what they talk about. And she's like, "I do, but you know, like that's not my life anymore. Especially now that she has a daughter, she's just she's producing all these things now." And then that really ties into the fact that Dame doesn't let go. You know, like he, eighteen years later, he's still chasing this 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 prize fighter dream. You know, and then he, like. Adonis was able to retire and move on and like do his other things and then he like almost regresses once his friend comes back because he wasn't able to move on and yeah. now he's got to go back into doing his thing despite that not necessarily being his life anymore and so I, I feel like there's a lot of like profoundness and just you know letting um Bianca there you go I, sorry I keep I've been like trying to stall and like figure out what her name was this whole time Valkyrie um, yeah 
Yeah, <laughs> but by letting like Bianca's like whole like character arc also be a big theme all throughout, I think is like such a such an excellent move because while she's always been super important in the other two movies, I feel like thematically her arcs haven't necessarily been as um at the forefront compared to like Rocky and Adonis's relationships for the most part. Yeah. And so letting her character be kind of like a driving force in the ideas of the movie was like a really um fresh fresh take and also like I love Amara so much. Oh man, she's so good. <laughs> this this kid needs to be protected at all costs. So I good. she's she's so good. Um it's it's been quite a year for ASL in in film and yeah. like positive representation for for deaf people, you know, like with between this and like The Last of Us and like a million other things. Yeah, even in like Haw- it's yeah, like it's Hawkeye, really cool. Like ads. Yeah, Hawkeye. Yeah, like it's been like really cool, like just being able to to see, you know, like oh, and then I, you know, people are a little weirder about this movie, but I I did love um, Makari and the Eternals. You know how she was she was signing and everyone would sign to her. Right. It was great. Yeah, no, I, but yeah, anyway, I love Amara so much. So good. Um, yeah, there's, yeah, they need a Creed spinoff, I'm sure that's going to be where they're going to go. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Fights friggin' like uh, Drago's daughter or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, this is where we're going tonight. <laughs> Man, like all of her interactions with 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 Michael B. Jordan and like Tessa Thompson, I mean, they were all so like so sweet and so wholesome. Even like when she meets Dame for the first time, right? Like you can tell just like how excited he is to meet this kid. Yeah, you know, and it's just like ah, oh, she she is kind of just like a constant shining light in this movie, which makes sense because um she does become like a driving factor, and Adonis is like, damn, I need to, I do need to get it together, huh? <laughs> Yeah. So, shout out to the the Creed movies constantly being about like some type of fatherhood situation. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Oh man, I think we can uh, get. Let's talk about uh, what I've always wanted to talk about. This shit was anime as fuck. Oh, <laughs> you know it. Yeah. Oh, actually, um, for that, um. My, I think my favorite, one of my favorite parts about uh, Dame's character, uh, his freaking walkout music, Nipsey Hustle. Yes, <laughs> it's so it's so good. <laughs> oh fuck! I was, when when uh, in his first fight, he yeah, when he came out to grind all my life, I was like, fuck yeah, dude. And then the second fight, uh, I think like Michael, I think uh, Donnie walked out to like Big Sean or some shit. Yeah, yeah, was, I think so. Yeah, I was like, ah, come on, dude, don't walk out to Big Sean. And then he came out <laughs> to freaking last time that I checked, I was like, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> this shit rules. But yeah, yeah, that was one, that was one part, I, yeah, that I actually enjoyed was like, you know, when we, what, like he's, uh, you know, what, whatever, like, uh, whatever, um, stuff happened in his life he's still very much representing the crenshaw district of los angeles mm. yeah <laughs> very consistent with his character um and i think that's kind of consistent with like damien as a character too like i think throughout the movie like he just has this refusal of letting go yeah um, so i think it also made a lot of like thematic sense that he also 
came out to Nipsey Hustle. <laughs> um, it was like, not only was it dope, it was also narratively purposeful. <laughs> yeah. The best kind of dope. Hell yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, now well, let's, uh, let's get into, uh, holy shit, this the Dame versus Creed anime as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, yeah, I mean, even uh, Dame's, like, dirty boxing style when he fought, uh, what's-his-face guy that whose name will change <laughs> every time. Jose I, Benavides yeah, Jr. Jose, Jose Benavides Jr. <laughs> I think, like, the fact that he, like, fought hella dirty against him is very kind of reminiscent of a lot of, like, a lot of, like, Epo villains fight very dirty, yeah. too. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes. I was like, punch him in the shoulder, fucking elbow him in the face. I like, let's go, let's get after it. So that made I was like, yes, that was the first, that was the first sign of this shit's about to be anime as fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then, yeah, Creed versus Creed versus Dame happens, and the anime kicks it all the way up to like a hundred. <laughs> and I think there was there was times he def I think there were times there's he probably like. Uh, Michael B. Jordan probably held back, but <laughs> he could have gone even more anime than he did. But I'm glad that he didn't. <laughs> yeah, I I think at some point he was considering doing like literal like inner monologue stuff. Yeah, like like a la anime, and like you can kind of see like in the way that it was shot that it it did kind of accommodate it mm-hmm. in a way. But yeah, I'm kind of glad that he didn't go that far gone because I think that would have been been a, a bit much. <laughs> yeah, you know, especially for the third entry in like an established trilogy. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it would have been such a th- like a thematic and stylistic jump that it would have been kind of jarring. Yeah. So we'll see how many. There's like three big uh, anime tropes that I wanted to talk. I'm sure there's a lot more, but there's three mm-hmm. or there's actually four that I wanted to wanted to bring up. The first one, um it was when yeah, it was when it when it when it turned into a fucking Genjutsu sequence. Yeah. <laughs> and um Creed is up against like these prison bars and Damien is just weaving at him and I was about to lose my mind because I thought fucking Damien was about to hit a Dempsey roll. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh no. I was like, no fucking way. And then, uh, yeah, he just did a regular combo. But, yeah, the the way that he, like, the way that he, like, just weaved uh, at um, at Creed, I was just like, oh my god, is he about to Dempsey roll right now? This is about <laughs> to be incredible. Um, and then, um, in the second to last round to end the second to last round there was a fucking cross counter <laughs> it was when they fucking punched each other at the same time <laughs> and i was like fuck yes this is the greatest <laughs> movie because so i think uh i think in an interview um uh michael b jordan said that that was like uh that was a now it's a narotsu reference but mm-hmm. I think he unco- he didn't I don't know if he meant to I don't know if he meant to but it was definitely it was you know that's like one of the oldest like anime tropes because the first one that did it was uh, Ashita no Joe that was mm-hmm. like the signature move of uh Joe Yabuki was the cross counter <laughs> so it was like cross counter yeah so like the 
Yeah. I'm sorry, that was Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was so happy to see a fucking cross counter in a mainstream American movie. Uh, that made me so happy. <laughs> and then uh, another anime thing that happened was uh, the DBZ body punch. Yeah, dude, the gut punch. <laughs> when it happened, I was like, yes. Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, that, that was the one that I... He, he'd been talking about it for months. And so I was like, all right, cool. That hit exactly the way that I was hoping it would. Because I was like, man, I, I really hope he wasn't hyping the shot up to, like, only for it to look hella cheesy. And I was like, nope, this looks great. Yeah. <laughs> this looks great. Oh, man. The fucking sweat just, like, flying off of his back. <clears throat> yeah. <in slow-mo. laughs> the close-up of his face. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then he fucking collapses and looks like he's about yeah. to throw up. It was, yeah. And then, oh man, the last uh, anime thing that uh, I want to bring up. The fucking, when they're sitting on the stools and then they flash back to as children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Oh Man, my god! What I was missing was that like they start the round and the kids are boxing first before it <laughs> like flashes into them again. That it would have just been like some true Kakashi Obito shit. Like <laughs> <laughs> that was the only thing that was missing. I feel uh, like he he had to have considered it at some point. Yeah. He had to. Yeah. Like, the round starts and it's the kids boxing first. Like, oh ain't no way god. he didn't. Ain't no way he didn't think about that. There's no way that wasn't in the first draft. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> man. Yeah, and then, like, yeah, the final round starts, and it is basically Kakashi versus Obito. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. Oh, man. This is where we're headed. But, yeah, when he said it was going to be anime as fuck, like, he did not, he did not, uh, he did not disappoint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was, like, just the right amount of anime, too. I think going into this, one of my biggest, like, concerns was that, like, I really hate a lot of, um, live-action anime-type stuff because I think they always overdo it too much and that it it never really, like, translates well, you know? And so, like, that was, like, my biggest concern. I was like, man, I hope he doesn't, like, lean too far into trying to, like, emulate it one-to-one. yeah. You know? Because then it would just look cheesy. And then, thankfully, he had some sense in him. <laughs> and that it was, like, just anime enough where it's, like, you see where it's coming from, but it still has, like, the the sensibilities that you would want from, like, something that's in live action. And you're like, this is great. I love this. Um, I think the only thing that I wasn't fully on board wa- with was, like, I'm sure you'll disagree with this, was, was like, the prison bar just, like, popping up out of nowhere. But it's just <laughs> one side. It's just yeah. one side of the ring, right? <laughs> Yeah. And, like, thematically, it makes sense that if it's, like, he he's literally, like, trapped in his own, like, thing. But there's just something visually about it that kind of just made me giggle. It was like, yeah, it was <laughs> this looks so... kind of dumb. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but otherwise, I, I, loved, I loved it. I feel like the final fight was, um, was gutted a little bit, too. Like, I'm sure there was so much of that taken out. Because oh, I feel like sure. it happens so fast. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think, like you said, like, once Marianne died it was just fucking full-on sprint yeah there like there's not a whole lot of breathing that that happens in that final fight yeah but yeah man fucking (sighs) do you think there's gonna be another 
Creed movie. I think they kind of wrapped it up. (laughs) Is there going to be a Creed 4? (laughs) You know, I I don't see it happening. And if, you know, if anything, not right away. Um, Right. I can can see them for sure doing Drago. Ooh. Um, Yeah. Because I I think it's it's definitely in the books. Because I don't know if you remember, um, you know, because... One of the reasons why Sly and Rocky aren't in this movie, right, is because, like, um, the producer drama. Yeah, um, yeah. And so, if you remember a couple months back, there was this whole thing about the Drago spinoff. Oh. And Sly being like, damn, how come no one told me that's fucked up, right? Because this is, like, not too long after all of his, like, exit from the third, or, like, not being involved with the third movie. Uh, okay. Um, and then Dolph Lundgren had to be like... Uh, yeah, that was my bad. I thought that he would have known, but we're cool again. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> so I think Drago's for sure happening. Um, hopefully with Sly involved in some form. Yeah, it's such a bummer to hear that, like, he just has all this, like, bitterness towards, like, uh, yeah. yeah, the stuff, this thing that he made. Yeah, it is it is nice to know that him and Michael B. Jordan is, like, on good terms. It really is just... The one, I don't even know his name. I don't really care enough to, yeah. to figure it out. But like, just the one producer is like, "Hey, I'll, I'm down to work. I just don't want him involved." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, well, that's good to know. I did not know that. Yeah, but, um, yeah. It, he he had like another interview recently where he he was talking about it. Um, where like that's just like his only things. Like, I would love to do more stuff in this universe. I just don't want to be working with fucking what's his name. Yeah, you know? dude, dude, that like fucking. Dude, that fucked me over, and like, <laughs> you know, he's like holding the rights to this thing I love so much, dearly hostage. Yeah. Yeah. I get, yeah. Damn. So I mean, I'm my my biggest worry was that him and Michael B hate each other, but it doesn't seem <laughs> that like that's the case. Bar, so, yeah. so it works out. <laughs> oh fuck. Um, but yeah, I can see Drago happening for sure. Um, I don't know where else they could like expand on. But, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be mad if this was the last Creed movie. Yeah, honestly, I think because, yeah, I don't know where else they could go from here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I'm i ready for, um, what's it called? Like, maybe 15 years down the line, we just get Adonis Creed where he's, like, old and <laughs> goes, <laughs> goes again. Just because, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, th- this was on your notes, but I-, I really wanted to talk about it too. But like the fact that our boy, our our hero, he has done so much good ass scores, but our man Ludwig oh, Hansen did not come back to to score the film. And dude. let me tell you, his absence is felt. Dude, yeah, <laughs> man. I've... Yeah, I think I saw it was like a there was like a spoiler free review. Um, where it said like, "Oh, Ludwig doesn't come back in this," but but the training montage music is still cool. I'm like, eh. <laughs> I yeah, know, dude. it it like didn't hit the same way to me. But I mean, part of it too is I think the pacing of the film just like kind of got off the rails, yeah. and so it kind of just like it did kind of um, blindside me a little bit. But um, so Joseph Shirley, the guy who did the the score for this, he is kind of what like. He's like the dude you call where you want Ludwig Hansen, but he can't make it, you know, because um, he he did um, Book of Boba Fett, 
right? Oh, okay. Which, you know, Ludwig also did Mandalorian, and so it was kind of like that same thing of, we want this, but not exact, but like, not quite exactly the same. So it's like, it kind of emulates the same, like, kind of feeling, but it doesn't quite hit the way that you would want it to. Yeah. Because it, it almost is sort of emulating his style. Okay. Almost to a detriment. And yeah. so it's it's it it really felt like it the whole time. And it was kind of disappointing to me because in a franchise that has had such a strong um dedication to musical motifs and character themes, and then it kind of gets it not necessarily ignored, but it doesn't it doesn't like tap into it as much in this movie, which is like super disappointing. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there's like a thematic thing of like, well, Creed's his own person now, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, yeah, but that doesn't undo like all of the stuff that he has done. And so just like you, I don't think there's a single like um, getting strong now in this whole movie. Yeah, there was like or a subtle, fighting uh, strong. yeah, there was like a subtle little uh, callback to like, yeah, the yeah. final like the going the distance or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's like there's no uh that was definitely not there. <laughs> yeah. It, it's like so unfortunate because it's like you know, Ludwig took a decent amount from Bill Conti's original scores for the Rocky movies, but it's like it's still very distinctly Creed. Right? right? Like you can tell where stuff comes from the originals, but then it's like it still sounds like its own thing once you hit like the first two movies. Yeah. And then like it kind of you kind of forget to me at least what the music sounds like in the third movie um <laughs> because it kind of loses some of that some of that magic yeah i was like it's not as mem yeah i remember um creed one and two like the training montage music or whatever it was so it stuck out to me so well but like yeah mm -hmm. for three it doesn't really i can barely remember it <laughs> yeah like there, there was always something beautiful too about like the first two movies being able to incorporate the orchestral score with like the hip-hop track that they would mix with it for the the movie and yeah i it didn't really hit the same for me like visually though visually that shit looked amazing right yeah. like seeing them do do all the stuff like that looked beautiful and perfect as always I, I was just kind of sad that the music didn't... I didn't feel it in my soul in the same way that I had hoped for everything else. So. Yeah, fucking Creed punching a tree, which definitely also anime as fuck. But yeah. It, it, oh, man. Yeah, but... Yeah, I mean, the score's not bad, but it's definitely not like, as memorable compared to the first two movies. But, yeah. You know, I mean, I guess... I, it, it's kind of hard in my heart now to beat like is that Rocky kind of just like popping up out of nowhere yeah man uh I, I was gonna I was thinking to myself like because of how how like narratively similar uh Creed 3 is to Rocky 3 I was like what I was like what if they do fucking fucking eye of the tiger <laughs> and i was like yeah i'm glad they didn't because that would have been it would have been insane but i thought to myself like oh god what if they do eye of the tiger <laughs> man that that would have been like a kind of fun um just like a really fun just random ass thing though yeah <laughs> like it, it would feel so out of place but we're like you know what yeah 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 
I'm down. This <laughs> went <laughs> completely just out of left field because, yeah, they, they never mentioned anything about any eyes or any tigers. <laughs> but, <laughs> hell yeah. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Very good. Yeah, Creed 3, uh, yeah, go go out there and watch it if you haven't planned on watching it already. Yeah, watch um, it again. Yeah, watch it again. I'll probably watch it again. I've been trying to find like dumb merch to buy. It was like a lot of it's kind of expensive, and a lot of it's like, <laughs> it's like damn. Yeah, they have the the shoe palace collab. Oh, the shoe palace. I was um, looking at that. Yeah, it it looks it looks okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shoe palace is kind of expensive, no matter what. I was like, man, thirty dollars for this. <laughs> for this this uh diamond dame shirt <laughs> yeah like, all right man i'm going to be protecting the shit out of my my nike creed collab until like i die yeah dog <laughs> as you should or i woke up so early <laughs> just to get it man wear it all the time <laughs> damn creed 2 is like 2019 2018 i think it was 2018 2018? Yeah. I say. Yeah. Five years. Yeah. I think they played into that too with like the time skip. Yeah. Between. Yeah. His like retirement time. Yeah. Oh man. My, my favorite thing about um, this just like on the on the behind the scenes level is that there was an interview I saw where Michael B. Jordan was talking about like, yeah, I was kind of disappointed because I couldn't like train as hard as I wanted to since I was like so much busier with like other roles. And then you look at him in the movie and it's like, what do you mean? You look, you look great. How much more could you have trained? What? Yeah. Man. Fucking those two peak specimens, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Man. I, I said this in the group chat, but like I had worked out before I went to go watch the movie. <laughs> and then I came out of it and was like, I feel like I should go again. <laughs> <laughs> just, just seeing fucking, ah, uh, damn, these guys are buff. Fuck. <laughs> Man, Jonathan Majors was eating like six thousand calories a day. Yeah, I think he's just Ridiculous. been living living that life for like a while now. <laughs> yeah, because he was his life is like now. He was already huge for Lovecraft Country too, so <laughs> the fact that he had to like adjust it to get even bigger is just so it's so wild to me. Yeah, maniac. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, yeah, this is good. I think this is a... Yeah. Any, anything else? Any closing cool. remarks? Closing remarks? Uh, yeah. Go watch, watch anime. No, you see uh, I said in the group chat the uh, the correct order to watch the Rocky movies. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rocky, Rocky 2, 3, 4, 5, Balboa, Creed, Creed 2, all of Naruto. All of Naruto. Creed 3. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I mean, I guess the only incorrect thing is that there's a Rocky Five. That movie doesn't. That yeah, movie's not real. Damn. <laughs> oh man, just just all of Nars. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking. Dude. I'm really excited to see what what his uh, what his next directorial thing is gonna be. Yeah, I hope it's. I hope it's more anime. <laughs> yeah. He does like some slice of life shit though. That'd be pretty cool. Oh, that'd be so <laughs> sick. 
Man, he's gonna he's about to do like Haikyuu in live action. <laughs> yeah. Then he could really just go off. Yeah, I think that's uh, pretty much all I can talk about. <laughs> it's just empty silence. Like... Yeah, dog. It's it's rough doing a two-person one sometimes because you don't have the third person to bounce and riff. <laughs> but it's like, yeah. Are we, are we out? Or... I'm, out I'm, I'm cool with that. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Are we still recording? <laughs> oh, no. We're not out yet. I guess we're not out. Oh, shit. Uh, hi. Uh... <laughs> Leave a review. Yeah. Rate us five stars. <laughs>